got your Bible tonight, if you would turn to Daniel chapter 9. Daniel chapter 9. I had in my mind to teach something different this morning, and then I prayed a verse that I often pray while in preparation for a sermon, and God answered it yet again. I like to pray Psalms 119.18 that says, Open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. And I pray that every now and then, because if you're not getting some, something out of your Bible reading, the problem's not the book, the problem's with our mind or our concentration or our eyes or, or something's going on, because this, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with the book. Amen. And sometimes we just need our eyes opened up to it, so you pray and say, Lord, open up my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. And God answered that prayer, and he gave me this, and I just, I, I never left my Bible reading this morning, so that's where we're at. We're in Daniel chapter 9. We're going to start in verse 1. And uh, basically, we're going over Daniel 9 and 10 this ni- tonight, and I'm sure we'll get out right on time, like we always do, because I don't know what time we're supposed to get out. So, and don't tell me, it's a secret. Daniel chapter 9, look at verse 1. The Bible says, In the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus, of the seed of the Medes, of, yeah, of the seed of the Medes, which was made king over the realm of the Chaldeans, In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he had accomplished 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Uh, We're going to go over Daniel's prayer there after verse 3, but let's jump down to verse 20 real quick and we'll... uh, close this up real nice and neat before I pray, but Daniel chapter 9 verse 20 says, and while I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplications, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Let's pray. This evening, I want to preach to you about the help sent by prayer. There's some help that's sent by prayer. And Daniel chapter 9 is a chapter about Daniel praying for something and God answering that prayer by sending the angel Gabriel to give Daniel some things. Okay, so I'm going to give you just kind of a quick little brief uh, breakdown here. We can spend weeks and weeks on this, and I'm, I'm not doing that tonight. Uh, verses 1 and 2, that lets us know that Daniel had the head knowledge and understanding from reading the book of Jeremiah that Israel is to spend 70 years in captivity, right? We just read that part over there, verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he should accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Okay, so we understand that from verse 1 and 2. Verses 4 through 15, we're not going to read all of them, is Daniel starting his prayer by admitting the guilt of Israel. Okay, look at verse 4. And I prayed unto the Lord my God and made my confession 
and said, O Lord, the great and dreadful God, keeping the covenant and mercy to them that love him and to them that keep his commandments, we have sinned and have committed iniquity and have done wickedly and rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from thy judgments. He would go on from here down to verse 15. He's sitting there, Daniel's admitting guilt for a lot of things that honestly he didn't have any part of. But he's confessing the guilt of the nation of Israel. Then in verses 16 through 19 is Daniel begging for God's mercy on Israel. We will read those verses. Look at verse 16. O Lord, according to all thy righteousness, I beseech thee, let thine anger and thy fury be turned away from the city Jerusalem, thy holy mountain, because for our sins and for the iniquity of our fathers, Jerusalem and thy people are become a reproach to all that are about us. Now, therefore, O our God, hear the prayer of thy servant and his supplications, and cause thy face to shine upon thy sanctuary that is desolate for the Lord's sake. O my God, incline thine ear and hear. Open thine eyes and behold our desolations and the city which is called by thy name. For we do not present our supplications before thee for our righteousness, but for thy great mercies. You see that? We're not good enough. We don't deserve it, but we're begging for the mercy of God. Verse 19, O Lord, hear. O Lord, forgive. O Lord, hearken and do. Defer not for thine own sake, O my God, for thy city and thy people are called by thy name. What I do want to focus on, there, there's Daniel's begging for God's mercy on Israel. But what I want to focus on tonight is God's response to the prayers of Daniel. Because not only does the Lord respond to Daniel's prayer here in chapter 9, but God responds the same way to a different prayer that Daniel has in the very next chapter. There's a lot of similarities between the prayers, what, what's prayed, how they're responded, and just some of the help and the, the goodness that comes from God from these prayers. So my thought is tonight, if we look and see how God answers prayers, and we see and look, oh, okay, this is how Daniel approached God on behalf of these prayers. Here's what God sent in response to these prayers. I don't know about you, I like getting prayers answered. And anything I can do that's going to get more prayers answered, anything more I can learn or glean from uh, Old, Old Testament, someone else's experience and getting prayers answered, I, I want to know about it. So uh, that's, that's kind of where we're going on this. Let's, let's focus now. Let's look at God's response to the prayer. This, we read this in verse 20, but let's read it again. Verse 20. And whilst I was speaking and praying and confessing my sin and the sin of my people Israel and presenting my supplication before the Lord my God for the holy mountain of my God, yea, whilst I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel whom I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time of the evening oblation. And he informed me and talked with me and said, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Therefore, understand the matter and consider the vision. Daniel's response, oh, I'm sorry, God's response to Daniel's prayer was to send a messenger, Gabriel, one of the archangels, one of the two archangels mentioned in scripture, 
okay, to give him skill and understanding. That's what, that's what the Bible says. In response to this prayer, that's what God did. But I want you to notice, first and foremost, how quickly God responded to the prayer. Did you notice that? The Bible says, while Daniel is still praying, God is setting things in motion. Verse 21, yea, while I was speaking in prayer, even the man Gabriel, who I had seen in the vision at the beginning, being caused to fly swiftly, touched me about the time in the evening oblation. He's not even done praying, and God has already sent Gabriel to him. You see that? From the instant Daniel started praying, God gave the command to Gabriel, and things were put in motion. I like that. I really like verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I came to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. Gabriel shows up and he says, hey, once you started praying, the commands came from the Lord and said, hey, get down there to Daniel. Yes, sir, Lord. Bam, he was there before Daniel even got done praying. That's how quick. God set these things in motion. God has a plan in place and answers ready to give. But notice he was waiting for one thing. He was waiting for the prayer. He was waiting for Daniel to say something. The Bible says in Matthew 7, 7, Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. I wonder how many blessings are left up in heaven simply for the fact that we never ask for God's help. We've got angels at the dispatch. They're on ready. They're on call. They're better than fire department. You know, I mean, they don't even have a pole or anything. They can get down here lightning quick and answer prayer, and they're just waiting. But we never pray, and the orders never come. We miss out on a lot. I want you to notice also that God's response was different than Daniel's request. Daniel's request was the mercy of God on the nation of Israel. That's what we read in verse 16 through 19. He say, and, and Daniel's got a good prayer. He's saying, Lord, we're not worthy. Lord, we're a reproach among these people. And Lord, we want you to, uh, to, to shine mercy on us, Lord, so that, that you might be glorified in it. And that's, that's a good, solid prayer. That's not what God does. You, you see what Gabriel comes and tells him. God doesn't send Gabriel and say, okay, I'm cutting it short. You know, okay, my mercy is upon you. I'm, I'm going to deliver you early. That doesn't happen. God responded with understanding. Daniel's asking for mercy. God gives him understanding. Verse 22. And he informed me and talked with me. And so, O Daniel, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding. Gabriel doesn't show up and say, I'm here for the mercy that you ordered. He says, you besought the Lord. He said to come and give you skill and understanding. I find it interesting that Daniel claimed to already have the understanding. You see that in verse 2? We read it earlier. I know I'm jumping around, but we've got a lot to get to. Verse 2. In the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by the books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he would accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. So Daniel came to the Lord. He's praying for mercy thinking he's already got the understanding. God sends down instantly like a lightning bolt. He sends Gabriel down there, and he says, I'm come not to give you the mercy that you asked for, but to give you the understanding that you think you have. Do you realize God knows what you need even when you pray for something else? The point is pray 
even when you don't know what you need. The point's, you need to pray. I like that song we listen to sometimes. Uh, when you don't feel like praying, pray. <laughs> it's a good song. It's sung by these South African guys. They sound kind of funny, but it's a great song. But God did not lessen Israel's punishment of the 70 years and restore, restore them early, but he did give Daniel some comfort in explaining some of the things that were going to happen in Israel. In God's answer to prayer, Gabriel gave Daniel the prophecy of Daniel's 70 weeks. And that's in verse 27 through, or 24 through 27. That's a monstrously large study. And that would take weeks to go over. But its conclusion is that one week of those 70 weeks is still to come. And that will be the seven-year tribulation. Okay, we're, we're not going over that right now. That, that's, that's a big deal. But now I want you to, to see, because we're, we're seeing some of the aspects. I pointed out a couple of different things here. Now let's look at Daniel chapter 10. Because in Daniel chapter 10, is an, uh, it's another chapter that's about Daniel praying to God and God sending help Again, Daniel chapter 10 takes about four years. It's about four years after Daniel chapter 9. Okay, best research I can come up with. Daniel 9 was about 538 B.C. Daniel 10 is 534 B.C. So this is four years later. And we're going to read, read a chunk of it here. Uh, let's start in verse 1. It says, In the third year of Cyrus, king of Persia, a thing was revealed unto Daniel, whose name was called Belteshazzar. And the thing was true, but the time appointed was long, and he understood the thing and had understanding of the vision. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. And at the four, four and twentieth day of the first month, as I was by the side of the great river, which is Hedekel, then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz. His body, was, uh, his body also was like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass." And the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw no vision, but a great quake fell upon them, so that they fled to hide themselves. Therefore I was left alone, and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Yet heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in, in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. And behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent." And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. And I am come 
for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there with the king of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. So here again, Daniel's praying. This time we're not told specifically what he's praying about. Okay, Daniel's having a prayer that is unknown to other people. We call those unspoken requests. Okay, we don't need to know what Daniel's prayer is about here. How do you know that we don't, we don't need to know? It's not written for us. Okay, so we don't need to know. We do know this about his supplication to God, that he is fasting, mourning, and praying for three weeks. Okay, we see that in verse 2 and 3. In verse 2, in those days I, Daniel, mourned three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Sounds like they were long weeks. First time it says three full weeks, then it says three whole weeks. Sounds like those were long weeks. If I don't eat for three weeks, those are whole weeks, okay? There's nothing short about them. Let me see here. Even though we are not told what Daniel prayed, God still answered in much the same way that he did in Daniel chapter 9. Let's look at God's response. God sends an angel whose name is not given, but the description is a lot like the one given of Jesus Christ in Revelation 1, 13 through 15. You can compare those later if you, if you want to. It's, uh, I believe it's verse 5, 6, and 7 here, or 5 and 6, and you compare that with Revelation 1, 13 through 15, uh, where it says here in 5, Then I lifted up mine eyes and, and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Uphaz. His body also was like the barrel, and his face is the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polish brass, and the voice of the words like the voice of a multitude. Listen, right, right, I hadn't studied it out thoroughly, I'll admit that to you, but right now I don't believe that this is Jesus Christ, just for one reason, because this angel was held up for three weeks by a spiritual being called the Prince of the Kingdom of Persia, and he had to get help from Michael. That's in verse 13. But the Prince of the King of Persia withstood me one and twenty days but lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, and I remained there three, uh, with the kings of Persia. I don't think that anybody can stop Jesus Christ if he's come to help out Daniel. Okay? But there was, there was a holdup. Jesus doesn't have to call help from, from Michael. Okay? I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. So I, I, I think there's a lot of similarities there. I don't believe that that's Jesus from Revelation. Uh, but so yet again... God sends an angel as an answer to Daniel's prayer. But notice again how quickly God answered. Verse 12. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. Day one, Daniel's praying again. You say, but the angel doesn't get there for three weeks. I know. His prayer was heard day one. That angel was sent day one. Okay, I mean, it was, it's still fast response. You say, well, it, it took three weeks to get there. There's a reason for that. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that. God sent an answer in motion from day one of Daniel's prayer and fasting. 
Just like in Daniel 9, God sent, sets an answer to prayer in motion instantly. God sends an angel and God gives understanding. Do you see that noticed again? Verse 14, the angel says this, Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. So we've, we've seen some things here that the Lord's dishing out, some of the help that the Lord provides through these prayers. So let's look at some of these individually, what God can give to us as an answer to prayer. Well, number one, we've mentioned it twice already, understanding. God can give us understanding in prayer. Understanding can be a great comfort. Understanding can be a great help. It might not be what you're seeking for whenever you come and pray for him. You might be praying for some mercy, but it gives you some understanding, and you say, okay, I, I can deal with that. I've got some understanding. We're doing good. You know, but we, we looked at understanding. That's 9, 20 through 22 and uh, 10, 14. Uh, we won't go over that one too much. But number two, what the Lord can give you as an answer to prayer, how about strength? Prior to the angel in chapter 10, Daniel had no strength. Daniel chapter 10, look at verse 8. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. He had no strength. Look at Daniel chapter 10, look at verse 15. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face towards the ground, and I became dumb. And behold, one like the similitude of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spake, and said unto him that stood before me, O my Lord, be, uh, by the vision my sorrows are turned upon me, and I have retained no strength. For how can the servant of this my Lord Talk with this, my Lord. For as for me, straightway there remained no strength in me, neither is there breath left in me. Then there come uh, again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me. Look what happens because the angel of the Lord was sent. Daniel beforehand, he, he says, even when the angel first showed up, man, Glad you're here, but I've, I'm, I'm weak. I've, I've got no strength. I've, I've got nothing. And then in verse 18, Then there came again and touched me one like the appearance of a man, and he strengthened me, and said, O man greatly beloved, fear not. Peace be unto thee. Be strong. Yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened. And said, let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. When your strength is gone, you need to pray. Psalms 18, verse 2 and 3. I'm going to give you some references here. You could write them down if you like. Psalms 18, verse 2 and 3. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, and whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Psalms 27.1 says, uh, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? 
The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That was Psalms 27, 1. Psalms 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. That was Psalms 27, or 28.7, I'm sorry. Habakkuk 3.19. The Lord God is my strength, and he will make my feet like hinds feet, and he will make me to walk upon high places. Psalms 119, verse 28. I, I like this one. I, I've, I've got this one down. Psalms 119, verse 28. 28. My soul melteth for heaviness. Strengthen thou me according unto thy word. There's strength in the word of God. There's, our God is strength. When you're weak, when you're wore down, when you retained no strength, whenever you don't feel like you can get up or, or do anything, you need to pray. God is a God of strength. He is, he is our fortress. He's our rock. He's our strength. So God can give you understanding in prayer. God can give you strength because of prayer. Number three, God can give you comfort and peace. Daniel chapter 10, look at verse 19. And said, O man greatly beloved, fear not, peace be unto thee. Be strong, yea, be strong. And when he had spoken unto me, I was strengthened and said, Let my Lord speak, for thou hast strengthened me. Peace comes with understanding. In both chapters, God gives Daniel more understanding. That, that brings peace. Sometimes just, just knowing brings peace. But did you notice something that both angels called Daniel in both of these chapters? They both mentioned that he was greatly beloved. That's comforting. Daniel chapter 10, verse 19, we just saw that. And said, O man, greatly beloved. Daniel chapter 9, verse 23. At the beginning of thy supplication, the commandment came forth, and I am come to show thee, for thou art greatly beloved. After prayer, God sends angels and told them both to let Daniel know that he was greatly beloved. Even when going through the hard times, remember that God still loves you. Remember that you're still greatly beloved. How do you know? Because if you're saved, you're in Christ. And he loves you. Say, why am I going through the hard times? You know, even... Uh, well, let me back up a little bit. Getting a little ahead of myself. Hebrews 13, verse 5. The Bible says, He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Don't think that just because you're going through a hard time that God has stopped loving you. Remember, Jesus did always the thing that pleased God. And he was always loved. And he was, he was the always loved, only begotten son of God. And God still sent him to Calvary. Just because you're going through hard times, just because you're getting persecuted or ridiculed, or you're angry or mistreated or whatever's going on in your life, just because that's happening, don't think that that, that means God stopped loving me because this happened. Remember what he did to his own son. He never stopped loving Jesus. He did what was necessary for you and me. You know why he lets you go through the hard times? He's doing what's necessary for you. When praying to God in the hard times, don't be surprised if he sends you a little angel to remind you of his love, whether it's through scripture or song or a thought or a memory or another person just expressing love and comfort towards you. 
God will just send a little angel and says, hey, remember that God still loves you, right? You, you remember that? And then a, a verse of scripture will jump out at you and you'll be like, he still loves me. You'll hear a song and it'll bring comfort to your soul and you'll say, God's still good. He still loves me. God can give you understanding. He gives you strength. He gives you comfort and peace. Number four, God often gives patience as an answer to prayer, whether you want it or not. And don't, <laughs> don't pray for patience or he'll give you patience. Daniel had to wait three weeks to get the understanding and the comfort and the peace and the strength that he sought for. Remember, he's mourning. He's in sackcloth and ashes. He's fasting. He's going through a horrible time. We don't know why. You know, and he's sitting there for a while. He's wanting understanding. He's wanting comfort. He's wanting peace. God says, okay, three weeks. You think the angel couldn't have got through? You think God couldn't have sent him in a more direct route to where that, that guy from the king, uh, prince from the king of, kingdom of Persia couldn't have stopped him or something? God knew what he was doing. He let him get held up, okay? I mean, it, it wasn't a hijack from Satan that really foiled God's plans or anything. God allowed it to happen. Why? Daniel needed a little patience. Daniel had to wait three weeks to get that understanding and the comfort and the peace. You know, I bet there were some why God prayers during that time. Lord, you, you still hearing me? Lord, I've been praying for two and a half weeks now. I'm still not feeling the comfort. I'm still not getting the understanding. I'm, I'm not getting my joy back, Lord. What's, what's going on? Don't you think there were some, some bad times? Where Daniel was thinking, well, is he even listening? So why would God allow the angel to be restrained for three weeks? Well, number one, to teach Daniel some patience. Maybe number two, to grow Daniel's faith a little bit. Maybe number three, to help Daniel appreciate the answer to prayer when the answer does get there. A lot of times if God answers our prayers too quickly, we don't appreciate them very much. You pray for something just half-hearted and it happens and you're like, oh, that's, that's great, you know, or... Or sometimes you, you throw up a little prayer and, and you, you ever just kind of pray for something and then you forget about it. And you find out later that God actually answered that prayer and you go, wait, a, that was an answer for prayer. I remember, you know, I look at my old prayer sheet and I was like, he did answer that. You ever do that? Keep some of those old prayer lists and we go through and wait, he answered that one. I forgot about that. We, we didn't appreciate the answer that we got. Why? Because we, didn't, we forgot about it. It wasn't that important to us. But if you're praying and fasting for something for three weeks... You remember if God answered that prayer or not. You'll remember that one. Did God answer Daniel's prayer in chapter 10? I don't know. But God gave Daniel understanding and strength and comfort and peace and patience. Could you use any of those? Those might help you out a little bit, regardless of what you're praying for. You pray for something and God gives you strength and comfort and peace. Even if he didn't answer specifically the way you wanted him to answer, if you got understanding, comfort, and peace, you're doing pretty good. You say, well, all right, Lord, I guess I'll just leave it up to you then. Why don't you just, I feel good about it, Lord. And he just takes the burden off and say, okay. <laughs> all right, Lord, doesn't really matter what my problem was. I got comfort, peace, and strength. And So how do you get your prayers answered like Daniel? I'd like to give you just several qualities here real quickly that Daniel had in regards to his prayer that I believed helped his prayers get answered. If you need to get some prayers answered, 
I'd suggest Daniel's approach because it worked in two chapters for him. <laughs> so I'd, I'd, I'd probably go this way about it. Number one, if you're looking to get prayers answered, you need to come to God in humility. Humility is the biggest part in there. God resisted the, the proud but giveth grace unto the, the humble. When coming before God, Daniel acknowledged his worthlessness. And it, uh, Daniel chapter 10, look at verse 8. Therefore I was left alone, and I saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. Anything Daniel thought that he had going on, anything that he, he thought that was good about himself, his comeliness, oh, well, I'm a spiritual giant, you know, I mean, God's been doing all these things, I've been interpreting dreams, things are going great, he saved me from the lion's den, you know, I'm, I'm just spiritual giant. All this comeliness turned into nothing. It turned, it turned in me into corruption. Everything he thought he had good going on, when he needed a prayer answer, that turned to nothing. God, I'm nobody. That's humility. If you want your prayers answered, you need to realize no matter how great you think that you are, you're really a nobody without him. Daniel didn't think himself as somebody important. Daniel chapter 10, look at verse 15. And when he had spoken such words unto me, I set my face toward the ground, and I became dumb. Some of us don't have to try on that. We just, we're just dumb all the time. But he put his face to the ground. He submitted himself. He said, I'm nobody. As a matter of fact, Daniel was so humble before God that he started taking responsibility for what Israel had done that he never even took a part of. Remember in Daniel chapter 9, the first part, he just sits there and starts listing all these things for verse after verse. He, he admits to fault that he didn't have for, for twice as much as, as what he did actually requesting mercy from God. Daniel chapter 9, verse 5 we have sinned and committed iniquity and have done wickedly and, re and have rebelled even by departing from thy precepts and from, from thy judgments. When did Daniel ever go, go against the word of God? When did he ever rebel against God? I see nothing but faithfulness on Daniel's part recorded in the Bible. Number two, how to get your prayers answered like Daniel. How about self-denial? Self-denial. Fasting was a part of both prayers that were answered. Daniel 10.3, I ate no pleasant bread, neither came flesh nor wine in my mouth, neither did I anoint myself at all, till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Uh, Daniel 9, verse 3, And I set my face unto the Lord God to seek by prayer and supplication with fasting and sackcloth and ashes. Fasting highlights your prayers, yet few Christians today use it. We talked about it before, and we did a whole study on fasting and, and everything. It's, a, it's the dustiest weapon a Christian has. It's one of the most effective that we could use, and yet it stays on the shelf more often than not. Daniel's prayers were heard the same day that he was denying his flesh. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12 and said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard. 
The angel, whenever he shows up, he said, hey, from the first day that you sought to know something, you were looking for understanding, you're coming to God, you're asking him for something, and when you chastened yourself. Oh, so he's whipping himself? No, no, no. He's He's not causing himself bodily mutilation or anything like that. He's fasting. He's putting aside the flesh to focus on the spirit. He's seeking the Lord fervently. How about this? Number three, if you want your prayers answered like Daniel's, ask consistently. Ask consistently. Proverbs eleven twenty seven says, He that diligently seeketh good procureth favor, but he that seeketh mischief, it shall come unto him. Daniel prayed, he mourned, and fasted for three weeks to get an answer to prayer. He was asking consistently every day, three weeks. Lord, help me with this. Lord, give me this. Lord, Lord, can you help me? Can you work on this situation? Lord, could you do this for me? Whatever he was praying for. Three weeks. Let me ask you this. How long do you pray about something before you give up on it? I'll pray a time or two. I didn't get the response in the time frame that I was wanting, or I don't think God heard me, or he, he chose not to answer, or, or whatever. Now I'm on to this one. You know, the problem that I was praying about and everything, that, that's old news. Now i got new problems to pray about, so I'm not worried about that one anymore. And how often do we give up on prayers? Well, it could be there's a struggle going on to get the answer to you, and you're not patient enough that whenever the answer shows up, you don't care to have the understanding anymore. I don't need the comfort anymore. I moved on to something else. I gave up on God. Are you asking consistently? Here's a good one. Number four, how do you get your prayers answered like Daniel? Be willing to accept God's answer to your prayers, even if it's different than what you asked for. Accept the answer to God's prayers in the form that he gives it, not in the form that you want it. Remember, Daniel prayed for mercy in chapter 9 but he got understanding instead. I bet now if you asked him, he said, oh, the understanding was sufficient. (laughs) We didn't have to have the mercy. We we got the understanding. It was good. God knows the best way to answer your prayers, whether you believe it or not. And just because it didn't line up with what you wanted, that doesn't mean that wasn't the best way. That just means it wasn't the way that you wanted it answered. So we got to leave it up to him. Number five, how to get your prayers answered like Daniel. Examine yourself and search and admit your own flaws when asking God for something. A lot of times whenever we come to God in prayers, we need to be open to examining ourselves while we're praying to him. Daniel admitted to having no strength in chapter 10, verse 8. Therefore I was left alone and saw this great vision, and there remained no strength in me. For my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. He didn't say, I've got it all figured out, Lord, but I figured I'd ask you for this anyway. Or, you know, I know technically I'm supposed to ask, so I know I'm, I don't really need you all, all that help. I don't really need you in this, but I'm supposed to ask anyway, just so you go ahead and do it. And no, he was checking his own heart. He was looking for his own flaws. He said, God, I've, I've got no strength. Lord, I'm I'm lacking strength here. I'm lacking understanding. God, I don't have it all together. Sometimes I need some help. And Lord, I I come to you admitting I know my fault. That shows humility. That's something God will respond to. Don't be surprised if God's answer to your prayer 
is a change that you need to make. If you are unwilling to change to do something that God shows you, don't blame God when your prayer goes unanswered. Because a lot of times, like I say, Lord, just do this for me. Lord, help this to work out this way. And he'll show you some flaw in yourself. You spend enough time praying, he's going to sit there and show you something that he says, hey, work on this. Lord, I'll work on that later, but I need you to answer this prayer request. And he goes, work on this. No, Lord, you're supposed to be helping me here. I don't want to deal with that. I'll I'll, I'll self-help later. I'll get improvement from you later. I'll, I'll deal with that scripture later. But Lord, right now, I need you to help me with this. He goes, there's the answer. Work on this. And if you, if you come to the Lord willing and open to accept whatever he shows you, whenever you're praying for something and you say, oh, this is totally something different that he's showing me, be responsive to whatever God shows you during the prayer. You, have you ever prayed for 30 minutes? Have you ever prayed for an hour? You're going to get something. The Lord's going to show you some things. You come to him face flat on the ground and you spend an hour in prayer, He's going to show you some things about yourself that you're going to, it's going to help you in that whatever you came to him for. But you've got to be willing to accept it that, hey, this is part of his answer is I need to work on this. I need to be better on this. So if you want to get answers to prayer like Daniel, that's some of the things that you can take into consideration there. So I know that's enough, but hey, we quit exactly on time. We did great tonight. I thank each and every one of you for listening so intently and so quickly that, uh, that allowed me to maintain my perfect streak on getting done exactly on time, just like we did last week whenever we got out, whenever we got out. So let's go ahead and grab our prayer list, and uh, we, can, we can practice what we learn now on praying, and then we'll have all of our prayers answered next week because we've got a guaranteed way. No, no, no. <laughs> Hopefully you'll get something to help you in, in prayer from Daniel 9 and 10.